You, me, the others. There's an attack coming from far away. Not coming, Bruce. It's already here. The others, where are they? Arthur Curry, the Aquaman. It's on him. Organic and biomechatronic body parts. He's a cyborg. You should probably move. Barry Allen. Whoever you're looking for, it's not me. the Batman. They said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. Just like a bat. I dig it. Maybe temporary. Suicide Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and sometimes TV shows, but it's going to be movies tonight. <laughs> yes, that's right. We are big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the bit. All right, we don't have time for this crap, Scott. We have a trailer oh, to talk about. We have a trailer. <laughs> okay, you know who we are. You know the show. Let's talk about the Justice League trailer because we did not record until Saturday night because we were waiting on this trailer and then we spent all day just playing the thing on repeat. Let's <laughs> yeah, be honest. Pretty much, yes. And of course, you've already, I, I know Tim, He's already edited in the audio of the trailer before you even started listening to us. So yep. let's get to it. Yes. So let's kind of back up a little bit, talk about how this all kind of came down. So on Thursday, and it was on the Today Show. Yeah, which I didn't even know that. I just, people were tweeting me this video, and at first I didn't believe it. I'm going to be honest. I was like, oh, I mean, this can't be real. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, it's oh real. God, this is, ha- it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, so on a Today Show, they made a little announcement. And honestly, you know, I didn't watch the this, this show. I'm busy working, obviously, but I don't know which 
which video they played, but they played one of the 15 second clips from what I understand. Uh, there was something was just a just a promo clip, just a promo clip, because I actually somebody had already somebody had already posted on Twitter and then tagged us like as I'm like heading to work like at seven in the morning, mm-hmm. like by seven in the morning, this clip was already on floating around the Internet, like somebody had recorded it off their television. Yeah. And I knew something was going on because, you know, I usually have my phone on vibrate and it was just buzzing the hell out of my pocket. <laughs> so I knew something had been gone down at that moment. And sure enough, I jump on and take a quick peek and, you know, announcement about a trailer. I'm like, oh, that's that's just badass. So uh, so what they began to do the rest of Thursday and then throughout the day on Friday, they released, I think, three different clips on Thursday. Yeah, you had because uh, Thursday we got the Aquaman character teaser first, then Batman, then the Flash. Right. Yeah. So we, we got three little clips and and posters and, and posters. And we just went through this with Wonder Woman. And so we were a little worried that they're going to show pretty much the entire trailer in these little clips. And uh, so I don't know. Did you actually watch the clips? Because I think you were hesitant, weren't you? I, oh, no, I watched them as they okay. came out. You like, watched them like, oh, yeah, I, it, it was it was time so that by my second break with students, I could watch the first one they dropped. Mm-hmm. I had to if the second one they dropped, I had to wait till after school. So like I saw Aquaman during my second break. I saw Batman after school was over. And then I was at dinner when Flash dropped. OK, so I saw a couple of the clips, but I saw them without sound. So I had no idea really what was going on because I, d- I just didn't have a chance during the day to watch them. And so I finally got to see him a little bit later. And, and I was fine. I was just like, I can I can wait. I can wait. I can wait. And uh, so finally seeing the Batman one, which is just great. There was a couple of shots in it. And we won't necessarily go. I, I, let's double back after we talk about the review, because I want to talk about the shots in here that were not in the trailer. I know. And that was very interesting because when we were because in our little private squadcast group, I remember Brent was all like, I'm not watching any of these character <laughs> teasers, you know, this and that. And you know, remember, the, remember the Wonder Woman review and all this. Yeah, and he's right. And, he, and he's right about the Wonder Woman review. But it was really fun to be able to go to Brent and go, oh, yeah, there's stuff in those teasers that wasn't in the trailer. And he went, OK, I'll go watch them now. I was like, yes, it, it, it was a little it was a little nice to be able to go. Mm-hmm. See, I got something for watching the character teasers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so these character teasers were like 22 seconds. And I actually realized when I went to YouTube to find these things that the one posted on the Warner Brothers uh, US page was a different length than the one on the UK page. And so I watched the two different trailers or the little the little teasers and I realized they actually had some slightly added additional content in the UK teasers. Well, the UK actually had their names over the logos yeah. where in the US it was just the logo. Right, right. And there was also a couple shots that I had recognized as being added to the UK trailers as well. So at any rate, uh, so we had the Batman, Aquaman, Flash on Thursday and then on Friday we had Wonder Woman and Cyborg and then there was the big question, are we going to get a sixth one or a seventh one? I mean, we figured we probably wouldn't get the seventh one, but the question was like, okay, are they going to actually show a Superman or not? You know, because that's the big speculation. And what would that look like? And what would it mean? You know, so, yeah. And as soon as they would do that, of course, how criticized would they be? <laughs> well, it, they were damned if they do, damned if they didn't. Right. It, it's like you either you either show Superman and then you get the people going, oh, you're ruined the Superman comes back. We all know Superman's coming back, right. really. Yeah. But then you also get the people who would criticize you not showing him as in almost like and I have seen this on the internet like like you're disrespecting Superman by not mm-hmm. including him and then and I'm going he's dead the character died spoiler for a movie a year ago yeah yes a year ago today so now actually Superman died not only did he die but he died an extremely heroic death and allow this guy to just have a triumphant return we know he's coming back we know for a fact he's coming back we've seen you know the very first promo image that we saw of the team of the Justice Leaguers together had Superman in it and we haven't seen him since then. I don't think he's been in anything. He he has not been. In, he's not been in 
anything. And we know Henry Cavill is on set. Yep. We knew Henry Cavill's in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not. I mean, that's not up for debate. It's just how are they going to handle it in the marketing? Right. Because I, there are some people who are reacting to this trailer that I honestly want to go. Did you forget he died at the <laughs> end of BVS? Right. You know, it, it's one of those things. Or or are we also dealing with people who maybe didn't see BVS or you know only saw it one time and that slipped their mind? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But but it's like this is a continuity and he's dead. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing too. I mean, so he's going to have a triumphal return, and the less they show of him, the the more impactful that will be. And so Amen. that was the big that was the big question we had of this is like, okay, are they going to drop a teaser of the sixth member uh, being Superman, or maybe he's the seventh? We don't know. We don't know at this point. But were they going to drop a teaser of him? And so when nothing came out Friday, we're like, okay, I bet you there's you know if they do decide to do it, it's going to be this you know reveal in the trailer that hopefully is not giving away a major plot point. And uh, so that's let's let's get into actually what we got on Saturday today, earlier today. Okay, so we start off with um, what we just assume is Iceland. Yeah. Um, the exteriors that match up, I think, with the interior that we saw in the Comic-Con trailer with Bruce hunting down Arthur, you know, because c- he looks down on this town, and I'm assuming that's the town, you know, that's the town that we saw the interiors for in the Comic-Con trailer. Yeah, and, and actually, if you kind of look at the view of that town, that's actually that small Iceland Icelandic town, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it is the small town that they filmed in, and they, of course, the scene with Bruce looking down over this, this cliff, just overlooking this town, that was all, you know, added in as CG, but it, it is that town that they filmed in. Yeah, and then, and of course, you, you're seeing you're seeing Bruce here in, in goggles and in a jacket, and I, I have to I have to go with the people who are making jokes, like, oh, it's Han Solo from Empire Strikes Back, because <laughs> it really, it really does. I mean, there's, there's no denying that there is, I mean, it's an outfit. I mean, it's a parka with goggles. And, he wasn't out on a tauntaun, though. He was on a horse. It was not on a tauntaun. He was on a horse. But I, I will say this. When I saw this, and when I saw him with the goggles and the jacket, it made me think of Desert Batman. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's actually the same goggles. Is it the same goggles? I'm not sure if it's the same goggles or they're a goggle, or I, I feel like it has to be reminiscent intentionally of yeah. the goggles that you end up seeing in Nightmare Batman. Right. I mean, there's so, there's so many things that we've learned, you know, and we've seen enough of what, you know, Zack Snyder and I think what Chris Terrio is doing. We, we've seen enough that so many things that they do are intentional, and, and this could very well be one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, if you if you, if you don't think they're intentional, uh, let's do a shout out to Sam Ott and Just League Universe podcast who had a great interview with Clay Enos, who pretty much confirmed a lot of stuff is yeah. very intentional. So just a little shout out for Sam. Go listen to that interview. It was fantastic. Yeah, and speaking of Sam real quick, I mean, he also put out the one-year anniversary kind of special today, and, and go check that as well. We, we actually had a couple very famous guests on it. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca Johnson <laughs> Rebecca and Johnson, uh, yeah. Doc Awkward. Yeah. Yes, those are the famous people. Yeah. Uh, now, okay, so over this, we're getting a voiceover from Ben Affleck, and B- Bruce Wayne is saying, we have to be ready, you, me, the others, there's an attack coming from far away, which of course is just, you know, reminding us about, especially from the Ultimate Edition of, of Batman v Superman, right. the fact that we know about Steppenwolf and the Mother Boxes, and what Lex said that, you know, any comic book nerd knows is referring to Dark Side coming. Yeah, and he, and he revealed that, of course, to Batman when he came to visit him in the jail cell. Exactly. So, and that's where Diana comes back and she says, they're not coming, Bruce. It's already here. Which it just is, it's like, how does she know this? Like, yeah. it's really uh, it, it questions. And I love it. 
love it. It's, it's doing what the trailer should do. It makes me want to know. It, it doesn't tell me too much. Yes. And then, you know, after that scene, uh, we get lots of cut scenes from here and out and a lot of overlays of, of dialogue with other scenes happening at the same time. And uh, we get our, our first view of Silas Stone in Justice League. And this shows Silas entering his apartment or house. We're not really sure what it is, but I'm assuming apartment because yeah. I think he's probably living in like Metropolis or Gotham City. Yeah, probably. Wherever Star Labs is. Yeah. And uh, as he's coming in, he, he seems hesitant. And of course, it's kind of, you know, setting up that, you know, there's going to be some other interaction or something else is going to happen in this trailer. And then, of course, you know, kind of like behind a couch or behind a table, you see a mother box. Yeah. And then, of course, as you look in the mother box, you know, you do get that cool little horror movie pan and there's a pair of demon in his apartment. Yeah. Ooh. So let's talk about that mother box. Oh, well, okay. Well, let's talk about the mother box and let's talk about the pair of demon. Yeah, okay. So the mother box is, is tucked by, behind. It looks like a bunch of trophies and banners. You know, obviously it's going to be, you know, Vic Stone's remnants of him being a football star. And so it seems like all the stuff might be tucked away in a closet. I'm not really sure. Right. And here's my question. Is this the same mother box that we saw in the Justice League files in BVS? Like, are we doing a little bit of a rewind for Vic? Or is this one of the other mother boxes? Because... Yeah. Because the question is, is like, when we saw the mother box, the, the mother the mother box became Cyborg's cybernetic body, mm-hmm. didn't it? I mean, like, that was right. my interpretation of what I saw in Batman v Superman, that there is not now a the mother box that humanity received, which we got from the set review, uh, there, that's not now separate from Vic. My understanding is that the mother box became his body. So the question I have then is, if that's the case, is it all of the mother box? Did just part of the mother box become part of Vic and this is the remnants of it? Okay, good question. Yeah. Uh, because there's no... So basically it's either this is a little bit of a rewind or like you just said, it's not not the whole thing turned into Vic. And I just watched Batman vs. Superman last night as sort of like a one-year celebration and I did not pay close enough attention to that uh, video footage to see if the entire mother box disintegrated to become Vic. Mm-hmm, right. I'll have to go back okay. and look at that again. Yeah. Then uh, we see that scene. Uh, of course, then we get the Parademon, which that's a sweet looking Parademon. Yeah. Well, I just love the glowing red eyes. I mean, it's, oh, it's so menacing looking. Me. Well, and it's so Kirby, you know, because it's like that's, I mean, no, we need a Parademon with glowing red eyes. And I just, I love, uh, we only get quick cuts of the Parademons, but so faithful. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a freaking Parademon on screen. Yeah. And we're talking about Jack Kirby, who of course is the artist and writer who created the new gods and the fourth world and all of that. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. So good. Yeah. And, and then you get Diana and Bruce in civilian clothes. And mm-hmm. I think they're probably, they're either in the back cave or in the flying fox. I'm not sure which one. And she's like, the others, where are they? And of course, I'm just getting all excited because I'm like, <laughs> oh, now we're going to see the Justice League. Yeah. Well, and this is where we get uh, a scene that we kind of saw a little bit of, but we didn't really get the context of it before from the Comic-Con teaser trailer that we saw. It shows Arthur Curry rescuing. It looks to be like a sailor who's unconscious or something, or I'm, I'm not sure if he's drunk or what, but he's kind of looking looking down on him. And then the next thing you know is he's walking into some local bar and just, just kind of really roughly tossing him down onto the table. It's almost like he probably, it, it seems like he did something stupid mm-hmm. that then... He was annoyed. Yeah, He's annoyed. It's yeah. like, I had to rescue your butt because you get yourself in trouble, which is what makes me think the sailor screwed up. Right. And that's what I think it, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then you see Arthur grab a, a <laughs> booze bottle off the bar and he just goes, it's on him. <laughs> yeah. Like it's that. like, I had to rescue your sorry ass. <laughs> <laughs> at least I can get some booze out of this. Yeah. Well, then we get some of our first look at Cyborg. And you had made a comment that you didn't feel like the CGI was quite done yet. Well, the... the Though one particular scene, it's the one where it looks like some big hulk of of debris is coming at a police officer or something, and you see Cyborg fly in, and when he says the line, um, I think you should move.
move, it, it's it still looks a little shiny, plasticky. Like like I can tell that uh, that the visual effects department isn't quite done with that shot yet. Right. Okay. And and and, and because of the conversation, that interview that we got on President's Day mm-hmm. uh, from the Grace Randolph interview, you know they probably just got it done enough to put it into the trailer. Right. I am sure that based on the way Cyborg looks in the rest of the footage, they're not done with that shot yet. Right. And uh, you can only see what's going on if you're sitting or pausing it. It, it happens pretty quick. But I, I will say, I, I really like the demeanor and the way that Ray Fisher actually delivered his line, you know, where he says, you know, you should probably move. It actually, uh, it's the first kind of like, I don't know, just less mechanized type of line that we actually heard from him up to this point. I mean, because the only other line we heard was in that Comic-Con teaser trailer. And the, was, uh, I didn't think you were real. Yeah, yeah. It was very subdued. And this one, this one had a lot of personality to it. Yeah, this one sounded like Vic. Yeah, it did. It sounded very much like Vic. I showed this trailer to my daughter, who's seven, and she watches the Teen Titans show all the time. That's a cartoon. And as soon as she saw it, she knew immediately that it was Cyborg, and she just like cheered when she, she saw that line. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 I've said it on Twitter. I've said it on the show. I'm not sure if I said it on air or off air, but I want a booyah <laughs> once. Just just give me one booyah. And I think someone on Twitter said this, and I agree with him. I think it was Eric Jones. But it, it was either Eric Jones or Eric McClan, I think, said, but don't spoil it in the trailer. Just, yeah. just let there be the booyah and let it be in the movie. Yeah. And then let me not see it till I see it in the movie. I completely agree with that. You know, and I kind of feel like after seeing the way this trailer is put together and just the, the the different tones that we have, the character tones, I, I kind of feel like I can actually see it happening now. Like, I can see this actually occurring in the film. Oh, you're coming over to my side? Oh, that's <laughs> so great. Yes. It's a very dark place. <laughs> <laughs> Join us. We have cookies. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, okay. One other thing I want to say about that scene with Cyborg saving that police officer, you know, stopping that truck or tank, whatever it might be. That looks like we're in Heroes Park. There's a several, there's a several, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. There are several moments in this trailer that looks like Heroes Park. It, yeah, definitely. There's a couple involving, well, there's one with Flash and one with uh, Ray Fisher as Cyborg. Yeah. So speaking of Flash, yeah. uh, uh, we we get a little bit of that Barry Allen scene uh, that we saw in the Comic-Con trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it also cuts into what what's going to look like Barry running mm-hmm. in this movie. And man, that Speed Force vision looks amazing. It looks good. It looks really good. Again, with the blue lightning. That, yes. Which is a little, you know, a little bit unusual from what we've seen. But, you know, in the TV show, they very much use the yellow lightning. But when he's running really fast, kind of like in Speed Force, it's it, it's seen as like a, sort of a blue wormhole kind of thing. Uh-huh. So right. that was very reminiscent of the TV show that when he's running, the world around him is in blue. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The lightning that's coming off of him is still blue lightning instead of yeah. it being the traditional yellow. Lightning. Like it's always blue lightning coming off. Yes. Like every scene we've seen of him has been blue lightning. I love the scene where, you know, he just immediately figures out, he says, you're the Batman. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, immediately, because he's staring at a battery just, just been <laughs> right. thrown at him. But it, but that was a new scene. Yeah, it, it's kind of a new scene. It's like, it's a new line from that same scene that we saw before, and I think uh, when you put this together, it's going to be it's gonna be pretty fun, where you see the realization where he grabs it, and he says, you're the Batman, and uh, that's where Bruce will come in and say, you're fast, and blah, blah, blah. So uh, Yeah, the, and the oversimplification, and, yeah. you know, and, and then the line that's at the beginning of our show, the, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love when they, you know, when he says the line, you're the Batman, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to Batman <laughs> swinging on a grappling gun cord, avoiding parademon blasts, <laughs> letting go, going into a shoulder roll, and then throwing an exploding batarang into a parademon. Yeah. It was like, yes! It, it, that is like, once again, Snyder is is delivering on comic accurate Batman. Yeah. I mean, I get to see Batman swing around, roll, and throw exploding batarangs, because what else is he going to do against a parademon? 
demon. Of course. And we got to remember, this is this is a, a Batman that is hanging out with godlike beings fighting aliens. You know, you're going to see scenes like this. I mean, this is a Christian Bale Batman never would have been thrown into a scene like this. No, and that's why I li- but it looks like, a co- I mean, it looks like a comic book page brought does, to life. Yes, yeah. I'm just, oh yeah. I mean, this is what Snyder does well. He, he, I mean, he does a lot of things well, but when he does these comic book movies, I feel like I'm watching a comic book. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. And it makes my geek heart so happy. Yeah, it definitely, it feels, you know, and it's just like Watchmen. If you go back and watch Watchmen, it is, it was so comic accurate. It's, it's so nice to see continuous scenes like this, uh, even in these later films where it literally, like you said, Scott, just feels like it was drawn exactly from a comic book. And, you know, we're going to see a couple other little homages and all that throughout this trailer that, you know, are the classic type of Batman poses. Well, and just classic hero poses. Yes. I mean, yeah. let's let's go to the very next one we get, which is we're getting sort of a, a, a panning shot of the entire league, mm-hmm. and it's kind of dusk or <laughs> dawn behind them, and Wonder Woman's got this great line saying, they said the age of heroes would never come again, yeah. and you hear Bruce say it has to, yeah. and Barry's smiling like an idiot, because he's <laughs> like, dude, I'm with these guys. Yeah. But it's so, and, and I'm not the only one who came up with this, but I think like all of us, which means it has to be intentional. It has to be intentional. If, if this many people think it, but it looks totally like the opening credits to the Justice League anime. It really series. does. The same kind of color tones in the background. And and all of them lined up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it for this many people to make this connection, I'm sorry, it cannot be coincidence. It, it goes back to the fact that I think that, that Snyder knows what he's doing. Right. So I, I kind of wonder if this is going to be like one of the last shots of the film. Yeah, and and and, is, and and I think Superman's in there. Yeah, and Superman's in her. Yeah, off to the right or something like that. Now I'm really curious. Yeah. Now, considering that we all kind of feel like this came from the Just League animated series, are they kind of lined up in the same order? I'd have to go back and look because I can't remember. Well, they're not. I, I checked. You did check. Okay, I, I checked. All right. No, they're, they're not in the same order. But it also wouldn't work because Superman's in the middle, right? The, Superman's in the middle, and the lineup's different because you know you've got because you've got Hot Girl and Green Lantern, not Cyborg, and not not Aquaman, so it it and not Martian Manhunter. So you know it, it, the the lineup doesn't even work. Mm-hmm. But I did check, and no, they're I, I looked, but they're not lined up in okay. the in the same slots. Okay, but I, I think I think we all kind of feel like this had to have been intentional. So I I, I agree. Either yes. way, yeah, it's it's going to be a great scene. I I, I kind of feel like that's probably one of the last scenes we see. So and then <laughs> Aquaman get, oh. just coming in and flying up and skewering a couple parademons, basically shish kebabbing them. Is it, I've heard like two or three. He shish kebabs a couple parademons, maybe three. With his trident. Oh my god. Yeah. And he and so like and it's and and it's I'm seeing a little bit more of that Zack Snyder slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Like that three hundred kind of slow-mo, but not like in an awful way, but like in a that just made that shot like super badass. Right, right. <laughs> I, oh man. I this this felt very this felt very Zack Snyder to me. And I think someone on Twitter made that comment. I think they meant it as a dig, but I mean it as a compliment. Like, once again, you know you're watching a Zack Snyder movie. So are people going to get all upset because Aquaman's killing? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Are we Are we going to be hearing that? Oh. Uh, do do, do Parademons count? Para- but it's... Pa- in the comics, they don't. 
I mean, they, they, I mean, Aquaman fed, fed like a dozen parademons to a shark. Yeah. In, in Justice League Origin. <laughs> and it was like the most badass moment in that entire six issue arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're parademons. I think it's like robots. They don't count. Yeah. So, I mean, this is where they just kind of start ramping up the individual, you know, action with each of the heroes. And we get this other view of Wonder Woman. She's in some kind of building. I was thinking if it was, I couldn't tell if it was like the museum or a train station. I didn't know what it was. I think it was a museum because, you know, we know from the Wonder Woman trailer that she works at the Louvre. Yeah. And in her character teaser, there was a there was a quick scene of her in a beautiful dress wearing mm-hmm. white gloves, like looked like she was like polishing a statue or something. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's either the Louvre or another museum that she might be working in. The only thing that's interesting is that she's actually in Wonder Woman gear. Yeah. So that's the only thing that made me kind of question that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, very cool. It, it was very reminiscent of the kind of action we actually see from Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman film, you know, where she was yes, sliding on the floor, taking some guys out, you know, uh, from their feet, basically. And so that that looked really cool. And flinging her hair back like a boss. Yes. <laughs> so who oh, do you think she was my. taking out? Because, I mean, they weren't parademons. They weren't parademons. Um, I, I don't know, because they kind of look like like they're, they're security guards, or I, I don't know why she's taking them out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, because they don't look supernatural no. at all. Yeah. I couldn't tell if they had kind of mass over their head or not. Uh, I'd have to... No, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. No. Yeah. That's when we get that little shot of Cyborg and flying up through the air, and we get the the transformation of his mask on his face, just basically enveloping his whole face. It very much looked like the Deadshot mask when it was all said and done. It looked more like the Deadshot mask than Deadshot's mask looked in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I I agree with that. And and a, and a little reminiscent of like Iron Man, you mm-hmm. know, in, in in the way he was flying. And, and there's this beautiful shot where she's like, where he's like flying up over like cloud cover. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Which which brings me back to Fabian Wagner as the as the cinematographer mm-hmm. on this film. Oh, just gorgeous. I mean, yeah. it, it, the the work he's done like on Game of Thrones, it just it there's a there's a lot that's like, yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see that same thing cuz he he shot that Battle of the Bastards episode from this past season of mm-hmm. Game of Thrones and oh, that just it's it's beautiful. It's so pretty. Yeah. And those opening shots, I mean, the, the going back, I, I immediately thought thought of Fabian when we saw that opening shot uh, going through the glacial area and all that. So I, I was wondering, you know, how much of that is actually uh, him or how much of that is CGI? You know, it's it's always kind of hard to tell. Like, you know, we we'd always talked with Batman v Superman that we love certain shots. And in the end, you'd have to have like Larry Fong would come back and goes, yeah, that's a great shot. But that wasn't me. That was all the that was all the CGI crew that did that. Well, and there was C- and there was CGI in BVS that we didn't even realize was CGI. Right. I mean, it was it was that good. It's that good. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then we get the scene. And I, I have a theory about this scene. We, we see a scene of uh, Flash facing off with a parademon. The parademon is trying to shoot Flash, and he's just running around the room to the point that the parademon can't keep track of him. And then he runs behind the parademon, like punches <laughs> him into the next room. Yeah. But I swear that that's the exact same uh, Flash footage from the Comic-Con trailer, only in the Comic-Con trailer, there wasn't a parademon in the shot. And I think what happened is they had they got the visual effects of Barry like running around the room dodging the dodging the rifle shots but they hadn't gotten quite to the point where they put a parademon in the shot yeah and i think it i think so i think they're the same thing only it kind of goes back to the interesting idea of well they had this part of the visual effects done but not this other part and now we see what the rest of the shot looks like yeah that shot uh that just kind of made me think of probably
probably one of the stupidest articles I saw today. It was from uh, the website The Wrap. I think it was Phil Owen who wrote it, but it, it was the 12 worst parts of the new Justice League trailer. And in that parademon, he called a Nazi soldier. <laughs> yeah. And it, the criticism was like, well, it's such close quarters, you know, describing this Nazi soldier and the Flash. And like, uh, that was the whole point was it was close quarters because he's so fast he can get away from a bullet being shot point blank. Yeah. Or, or in that case, a laser. Yeah, laser. Which would be even faster. But what's real cool about that is if you, if you actually kind of zoom in on that, it's, it is a parademon and you can see the wings are actually tucked in. Yes. Like yes. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Which which that that does happen with parademons that they, they can tuck in their wings. Yes. So yeah. it's but I, I, the the cool shots of I mean, the flash in this movie is going to be one of those things that like when I get it home on Blu-ray, I'm going to like hit pause and like do like play on slow mo mm-hmm. because just the detail and and the lightning and the lightning effects. I think someone made the comment like Barry's lightning acting is going to be like cape acting for Batman and Superman. Like, right. Right. It's the lightning is going to be like a character all of its own and it's just so amazing to watch Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of funny going back to the comics you know i was kind of old school with the flash where i was okay with seeing the way they always like had shown speed in the past they would just show like multiple instances of the flash and that's how they illustrated speed you know in a graphic novel and and i can't remember who it was that actually introduced it but it was i think it was with jeff john's run but they started introducing the the lightning just coursing all around the flash and at first i was kind of i wasn't personally like really into that but i absolutely love the effects now i love the idea that he's moving so fast that just all this like you know hyperkinetic energy is just flowing all around see no i think i think i think that's that was in mark wade's wally run was it in mark wade's okay yeah i knew it was somewhere in that era i, I really feel like and someone could probably correct me but i i really feel like they were doing that in the 90s with wally especially since wally was when mark wade invented the concept of the speed force okay so that um, i'm sure someone will correct us and we will be more than happy to take the correction but yeah. so someone tell us was it mark wade or was it jeff johns it was wally one way or the other so yeah but i know i just remember a lot of the michael turner covers actually had that and it it was just really looking back at it now i just love the whole idea of the effect and and actually seeing it in live action and with uh you know just all these special effects of lightning just coursing around him it's just phenomenal like i think of that scene where bruce throws that batarang past barry and he just suddenly goes into his like you know super speed mode and you just see these this crackling lightning all around him and i just love that i love that effect I think this is going to look fantastic. Yeah. And then this this next line, these next two lines are just like, it's like what every <laughs> comic book geek has ever said. Yes. Because you can see Barry sitting in Bruce's car and you just hear Barry go, what are your superpowers again? Yeah. <laughs> and just deadpan, deadpan, Bruce goes, I'm rich. <laughs> it's like, yes, mm-hmm. we have always said that that was Batman's superpower. Yep. Oh, and, and that's what I love about Terrio. I mean, Terrio is playing off of, I mean, he's playing off knowledge it's like he knows it's what people say mm-hmm. he knows that's a joke in the comic book community and so he puts it in the movie i mean just kudos to terrio for that writing and i'm sure or who knows if john suggested it because there's so much collaborative in the screenwriting process right. but i i just I, i'm loving the interactions between barry and bruce mm-hmm. yeah and that's when we actually get the the song switches over to a cover of the beatles song come together and you had actually mentioned that junkie xl had references on twitter and he said this was part of this uh, what they're scoring, uh, where the actual score is called "Coming Together." Well, no, what he no what he was saying was that the score is coming together. Like he he like as a composer, it's starting to gel for him. Oh, okay, like, I, I misread what you wrote. Okay, no, that's that was fine because because what what Junkie XL was doing was that he was he was tweeting out the 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 trailer and he says oh, the score is coming together and then he was referencing the music that was being used in the in the trailer. 
So there was a question. I mean, we know that the first part of the trailer's got some uh, white stripes in it. Right. And then we get this cover of Come Together by the Beatles. And so the question, the Junkie XL's tweet made me wonder, is this just trailer house music or is any of this like actually incorporated into the score? I'm thinking just trailer house music. I think so. But, yeah. but still, Junkie XL is playing off of it in his tweets. And so uh, that's fun. And, and, and I can't wait to hear what his Justice League score is going to sound like. Yeah. So that was kind of a question of mine because that that was the one thing. And Scott, and I, you know, I talked about this off off the air here. So I was, you know, I love the White Stripes, but I just didn't, I wasn't in love with the song that they had in the first trailer. And right, you weren't. And I totally, like, I totally dug it. Like, yeah. I, I was like, I, I remember Jack White doing a Bond song. And so that, that, that he has a very distinctive guitar sound mm-hmm. and I dug it. So I yeah. was okay with it. Well, and then it, and then hearing White Stripes again in this trailer, I was like, started to wonder if like maybe they will not have a component in this film. Like maybe, maybe this is like part of the vision, you know, the, the score for this film that they're going to kind of play somewhere off of a White Stripes song. Like I started thinking of Seven Nation Army. You know, we talk about Unite the Seven and I was wondering if, okay, are they just kind of playing off that whole idea of that song, Seven Nation Army? And well, and, and then the, and then like, and for me, like the whole Beatles cover have come together. Mm-hmm, right. Because the whole, the whole marketing campaign the past two days have been Unite and then, you know, it was Unite the League and then uh, when each of the character things, it was, you know, braver together, bolder together, um, wiser together, smarter it wasn't together. together. You said that. You said that. Oh, no, um, it was. It was oh, I said that on, on, on our conversation. It was, it's, <laughs> it's united. It was united. It, braver united. So there's been this whole unite. But but the theme of coming together. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm actually as much as I love the fact that the WB movies, well, at least Man of Steel and Batman v Superman had that really solid musical score component. Some of these songs I wouldn't mind hearing, you know, at some point in the movie because it's adding a flavor to Justice League that um, I, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said this movie is feeling like a straight up adventure story. And I, I just love the rock and roll flavor. And I really feel like Momoa is playing off of that rock and roll flavor that Justice League seems to be having. And we're going to talk about more about that later in the trailer. Yeah, I think this is the this is kind of the, the part of the trilogy here where I, I can maybe see them kind of switching up the score a little bit. And certainly it's going to feel different just because, you know, we don't have Hans Zimmer involved anymore. But, you know, I kind of felt like with Man of Steel and with Batman v Superman, you know, when you have such a powerful score that we had with the work that Zimmer did and then in the second film with uh, with Hulkenberg, uh, it, it just, it does something almost on a visceral level. It like really just kind of like draws you in and just kind of emotionally hits you. And I kind of felt like if you compare that to what was done in Suicide Squad and what could potentially be done in this, to me, it's just, it it kind of takes a little bit more of that, that epicness, that kind of like that emotional aspect of the scenes and, and puts it more into like, like a rock music realm. And to me, it just kind of, it puts it more into, you know, this is just like, okay, I'm just going to sit back and have fun at this. And I kind of wonder if maybe that's not the intent. Maybe that's not what they're going for here. I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it's why I question whether this musical choice is, is, is pure marketing and trailer. Cause I really do feel like we're going to have a, like an actual, like an actual score for Justice League. I really, I, I really do. If, if I was being honest with myself, I really do feel like when we get to the actual film, Hulkenberg is going to have a score. I hope we do. Yeah, I, I do. And I mean, Hulkenberg did the score for Deadpool mm-hmm. and you know, it, it was, it was okay. You know, I, I have more, I have higher expectations for Justice League because of the type of movie it is compared to what Deadpool was. And I'm also very interested to hear 
his score for Justice League to figure out how much of that BVS score was Zimmer and how much of it was Hulkenberg mm-hmm. because they work so well that they work so closely together. I, I'm kind of curious what was his and what was his. Right. So I really do think we're, I really do think this rock music is is marketing. I think this is trailer house marketing, but I think it's good marketing. I, but I don't feel like it's reflective of what's going to be in the actual final cut. See, and I tend to think that this is kind of hinting that this is more along the lines of what we're going to get in the final cut. OK, so I don't know. I, I, I just and I and personally, you know, and of course, the jury's still out and I'd still have to see it and make my judgment at that time. But I personally would rather it be kind of maintain some of the epicness that we had with the first two scores of this trilogy. And, I, you know, I would like to I would like to kind of end this this, you know, three part story with, you know, something that's got a, a similar score to what we already had. And if it well, you want some continuity, I, I'd like some continuity there for sure. So that's that's kind of my personal hope, because I, I kind of feel like if they if they come out with some trailers like this, where it's it's you know, very heavily, very much heavily like a rock score, then I think if people go in and get a Hans Zimmer ish type of score, I think it's going to be too much of a change from what they might be expecting, you know, especially the general audience. Well, I think I think what ha- happens is that you end up getting, you know, you get the BVS trailer two, trailer three, where trailer two and trailer three did not end up feeling like the movie we got, mm-hmm. where it, where the teaser and trailer one and the Comic-Con trailer, trailer one, that was more reflective of the final product, mm-hmm. where trailer two and trailer three were not. Well, in comparing it back to Suicide Squad, now if you remember the Comic-Con teaser that we got was very somber, the the score from that. I started the jokes. That score we had from that one did not at all reflect what the the uh, the eventual trailers and what the film became. So Right. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm real curious to see how much of this is actually Hulkenberg, uh, how much of that was his influence as well in Batman v Superman. We just don't know at this point. Right, because we've just had two trailers with white stripes. Yeah. So, if, so it's like they're being consistent in the marketing. So just curious what it has to do with the film. Right. Well, let's get back to the trailer. Yes. Because we once again, we get some flipping Batman action mm-hmm. of of uh, what I'm assuming is that parademon nest or something. Yeah. Because Batman just comes flying out like a mofo with his cape with his cape out, you know, just just kind of gliding down, gliding down the tunnel and jumping into the Nightcrawler, which is this badass mech thing that he has. And it's kind of cool because you can see him kind of like reorienting, uh, you know, kind of jumping in and reorienting himself inside the machine. Right. Like he went from one station to another, like like yes. he went from to like, uh, you know, basically the driver position. And the other one was like the the gunner, the gunner you know, or something and, like that. Yeah. And then you just see him get in the seat and then he just says that great line. My turn. Yeah. <laughs> and just totally like fires off the guns on that sucker and like knocks out a parademon, saving Wonder Woman. And then, of course, the night the, the night crawler just starts like, you know, like, like almost like a giant like Zord or Voltron or something like it, mm-hmm. it's very sort of reminds me of very anime of like yeah. one of those giant machines like Pacific Rim or something. And it's just, yeah, because because this is what Batman needs to be involved in this fight. Yeah, he needs something to compensate to. to yes. Yeah, to, to basically put him at the same level of all these godlike beings around him. Well, and it, and it goes back to the criticism. And I and, and I was paying attention to it last night when I was rewatching Batman v Superman that he really doesn't do that much in the Doomsday fight. No. In BVS. I mean, pretty much once Doomsday shows up, it's like, oh, hell, let me get out of here and let Wonder Woman Superman do all the fighting. Well, because there was nothing Batman could do. It's Doomsday. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now that he realizes, oh, this is the game, mm-hmm. you know, he, now he can be Batman and he can prepare. Yeah, he's more prepared now. You're right. He's more prepared. It's like, okay, this is what I'm fighting now. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, especially after that terrifying vision he had of parademons. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. But I feel like that line, my turn, is kind of like a reaction 
reaction to the, okay, I get to be in the middle of this now. Right. So, yeah, that one looks really cool. And I think what I like about this the most is that this Nightcrawler vehicle, they really just very subtly kind of hint at what it's going to look like when it actually moves. We don't really see a whole lot of it moving. Uh, like it's when they're in the, tu- when it's in a tunnel, you see it start to get up and, and start moving, but they just showed like the briefest uh, second of it. And you don't even see all that much. And I have a feeling when we finally see this thing in action on the screen, it's just going to be, it's probably going to blow us away because I felt like they were on purpose trying to hold back and not show a whole lot of that. The set visit hinted that it was going to move a lot like a spider, mm-hmm. which, which the few seconds that you saw in the trailer, it confirmed that mm-hmm. it has that sort of like, you know, you know, the, the, the legs move in that sort of way because of that type of machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we, we get a quick shot of Vic playing some football, right? which is awesome because that just goes back to his origin. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it, it makes me think that that scene that we saw in the Comic-Con trailer of him wearing his varsity jacket. Yeah. makes me think we're going to get flashbacks or rewind to him mm-hmm. before the accident that turns him into cyborg. Right, right. Definitely. And I like the idea, too, that uh, this gives a little bit of continuity of what we saw in Batman v Superman because we saw the Gotham Knights. Uh, what, what did they actually call the, the team in Batman v Superman? Did they say? Uh, no, you. they didn't get named in Batman v okay. Superman. And depending on the continuity, they have different names. I call them the Gotham Knights because that's what uh, that's what it was in Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I think it's a little bit too on the nose. So I, I think they I think there's a different name and I can't remember what it is. But at any rate, I, I like the idea that, you know, he's obviously from Gotham or Metropolis where he's in this he's from this region. And so, uh, you know, there's going to be probably some kind of little tie in there, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. And we we get into the shot of Wonder Woman slamming the gauntlet down on her shield. I mean, obviously, I, I am so looking forward to the Wonder Woman movie to find out what's up with these gauntlets. Yeah, definitely. Because they have given the gauntlets power and ability that has not existed in the comics before, except for maybe if you hint at the Azarello run, the New 52 Azarello run, they kind of gave a, a backstory to the gauntlets that, but I feel like the film is doing something new and different and kind of creating their own mythology. So I'm, I'm, I feel like the Wonder Woman movie is going to answer that question for me because they have power that you've never seen before. And she is slamming them and she's creating lightning bolts and energy beams. And I just, yes, she is going to be such a badass in these movies. All right. So we need to talk about Aqua Moses. <laughs> yes. I got you to say that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so there's a few quick cameos we need, we need to mention real quick. So one, we get Lois Lane showing up just real briefly looking up in the sky. So it's, it's a quick reminder that she's going to be in this film. It's the one it's the one significant tie that we have to Superman in this trailer. And that's it. It's the only tie to Superman we've got in this film. Well, maybe maybe Heroes Park. Heroes Park, yeah. right? Uh, we actually saw our first look at Amber Heard in action as Mira. She looks good. She looked real good. Yeah, she looked great. Good. The costume looks fantastic. It looked like it was kind of in the same kind of setting and maybe terrain as that, that little quick glimpse we had of, of Aquaman in motion that Zach had actually uh, tweeted out. Oh, yeah. Well, because we also got another scene of him in the same kind of outfit that we saw in that image that Zach tweeted out. And right. that, I mean, that's got to be it's got to be Atlantis. So, I mean, because she also because because Mira also like she had a couple of guards beside mm-hmm. her around her. Yeah, it's like she was looking for somebody. Uh, yeah. We saw Billy Crudup as Henry Allen, which totally surprised. Yeah, totally surprised me. I did not know that we were going to get Henry Allen in this movie. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if I knew that or not. I knew we knew that Henry Allen had, or that Billy Crudup had been cast as Henry Allen for the Flash film. Right. We knew that Iris was supposed to be in Justice League. Yeah, we had heard that. Now, if that's still happening or not, we just don't know. Uh, but that was a nice surprise. That was definitely a little surprise, but very much kind of playing off what probably the general populace would know about the Barry Allen story with his father being in jail. Well, yeah, it's the Jeff Johns rebirth. Right. Retcon. Yeah. Yep. Which which some people on the Internet and I, I have to agree with them. It's like if they stick with the retcon, that's 
confirming that, you know, we may see the reverse flash in the future because that's the reason Henry Allen's in jail. Yeah. Unless they, unless they tries to change that. But that was a nice surprise. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. And of course, Ezra is there, you know, as Barry Allen just visiting his father in jail. He's wearing the same uh, outfit that he was wearing when he walked back into his little uh, his little fortress, we'll call it, whatever that little warehouse he's got, uh, where he meets Bruce Wayne. So this this probably occurs right before oh. that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Aqu- Aquamoses. Sweet. Yeah. Looks like they're in that tunnel, probably leading to that parademon nest. And for some reason, it's flooded. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Aquaman has to do his thing and, you know, make the water part. I just I, I love the fact that, you know, they give him his powers, mm-hmm. that he's awesome. Was he making it part or was he planting the trident to just keep himself from being swept away? That's what I couldn't tell. Uh, it looked to me like the trident caused the water to go around him. Yeah. OK. But uh, I, I mean. Did you you raise an interesting question, but I always, then that's why I joke around that he's being called Aquamoses <laughs> on on the internet because it looked like the the water actually parts yeah. around him because of the trident because water manipulation is not one of his powers that's Mira's powers uh, so the trident's giving him that ability to make the water move around him. But I also wondered if maybe they're not kind of like kind of tweaking his power set a little bit because we also saw that scene where he's standing up on a pier or a rock and that big wave comes in and he just stands there and. And lets this thing envelop him. And I don't know if it if he if it's if he's able to just kind of stand his ground and the water goes around him, or if, you know, because it, it kind of made me think of that scene from that Comic Con trailer. Yeah, that just looked like the water was actually like enveloping him, and he was able to stand his ground. Mm-hmm. This yeah. one just felt like the trident was allowing the water to move around him. Right. But why would he need to? Why Why would he need the water to move around him? I guess that's my question. Uh, I I was actually thinking my speculation was a the force of the water and probably the t- rest the teams there so that that would make more sense yeah yeah that's what i thought i thought he was he was helping the team out yeah because it's not like he drowned it's not like he's 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 atlantean he's not like he's gonna drown right then we get that wonderful scene of batman in the the augmented uh batmobile and he's fu- firing at a parademon flying through the air and he's going backwards and he's got those those guns ablaze and trying to take that thing out oh he's drifting he's <laughs> he's, dr- he's drifting and firing yeah. and, and and just chill it's like you know <laughs> but wearing those awesome goggles from the modified from in the modified bat suit and it's yeah. just like dude well that's kind of like you know I, is this one of the early times that he first sees a parademon and i just want to know when he sees his first parademon how freaked out is he going to be that this little vision that he can't quite explain what was all about and what it was actually happening when he actually sees that in real well, life I, what also goes back to well, is is he going to recognize barry right because because technically he's seen barry already because of you know the the time travel the, the time travel flash from that from the scene in bvs mm-hmm. So if he recognizes the parademon, there's no reason he shouldn't recognize Barry. Right, right. Well, that's where we, <laughs> I love this one. That's where we get this scene of these parademons on the Batmobile. And Batman's fleeing, and these things are trying to get into the Batmobile. And that's where Wonder Woman comes in and just basically clotheslines these two parademons and knock, knock them off of the Batmobile. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome. And then she just lands on the street. Yeah. It's like, she looks she looks back and go, yep, he's okay. Oh, before we go any further, we totally missed the epic battle scene that looks like Amazonians fighting a pocket. Clifton forces. Uh, we yeah, totally yeah. skipped over that. Yeah. Oh, great classic! Oh. You know, uh, like a bird's eye view, looking down at this giant battle going on. So, you, I think you had suggested that this is what like a history lesson. I think that's probably the case as well. I think this is kind of reminiscing and going back and talking about like this legendary battle that the Amazonians had, where they teamed up with the Atlanteans to kind of fend off these these uh, invaders from Apocalypse. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's the only thing that I mean I don't think that's present day because if you so look either. at it, it 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 looks very old, very ancient. Uh, well, it, it doesn't look like Themyscira 
for sure. Oh, absolutely not. It looks volcanic almost. Yeah. And just it. But if you pause the video and look at it, it's like all women. So it's all Amazonians, in my opinion. Yeah, I was trying to see if there was any Atlanteans in there or not. Like I couldn't tell if like. No, y- y- it moves too fast. It just moves too fast. Yeah. But certainly in the foreground, it was all like like Themyscirian women warriors. Right. And, and Hippolyta is in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would not be surprised if Hippolyta is in that battle. Yep. So, um, th- OK, so that was back before we saw Batman drifting and shooting off some parademons. Yeah. And then we get Wonder Woman clothes lining some parademons. And then that's when we get Barry running through what really does look like Heroes Park. Because it really does. Steps. Yeah. But I want to talk about that scene because that scene was also in the character um, teaser. Mm-hmm. And I love the look of him like down in that runner stance. And he like he waves his arm up in the air and kind of goes into like the the runner stance of putting his hand down. But this lightning bolt like follows his hand and it's almost like he's running where the lightning's going. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. And, and and something that they're doing uh, with Barry is they're they're giving him a look like a runner. Mm-hmm. L- like if you're if you're if your superpower is speed, he's got he's he's got a runner's body. Right. He's got a, He's got a, a, a runner's stance. Yeah. And I really like that. It, it, it's very reminiscent. I, I remember when someone made this comment back when they did Justice League Doom, the anime movie, and they made Barry like super skinny mm-hmm. because that's what a runner's body is. Right. Right. You know, and so I, I like what they're doing and did the, you add the lightning effects and it just looks awesome. You know, I, I got to tell you between this and some some of the other scenes we saw in this, I, I actually really, really like that costume so far. Yes. Suck it. Suck it, Brent. We <laughs> like the costume. <laughs> yeah. Our, our, our friend Brent does not like the costume so much, which is fine. It's preferential. Which is fine. It's, 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 it's it, I understand. Like it, It's one of those things where people who don't like the costume, I understand why they don't like the costume. I just disagree with it. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't think this is going to be the costume that we're going to have, you know, for the Flash film. Like, I feel like this is his, this was the prototype that he had kind of put together. Right. Because he's supposed to get one from Wayne Tech. Yeah. He's, I'm assuming he's going to get a, a much different costume from Bruce Wayne at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think it'll be right away is my guess. No. no. So I, I totally, I, I said second Brent. Brent's totally going to like crap on me on Twitter. I know it. Well, it's going to have to be Twitter because he can't talk right now. I know. He's got like laryngitis we, or something, right? So. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know what it is. DC TV talk this week. DC TV Squadcast this week is going to be very interesting. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's like, so, so maybe, so he was going to do a singing episode, right? Or is that you guys were going to talk about the singing episode? Um, sh- <laughs> trade secrets, Tim. Trade secrets. <laughs> Okay, so after we get this barrier into Heroes Park, we get that great scene, that shot we got a few weeks ago of like Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg. But it's interesting is the background's different because now it's a nighttime yeah. background behind them when the photo we got looked like daytime. Right. Once right. again, it's amazing how this is a process. Mm-hmm. It really is, yeah. But she jumps in, and it's really cool because you watch Aquaman, Jason, and you see Jason Moore like stand back and reposition himself like he got out of her way. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome. I mean, like, and he had just his trident. And then you just see Wonder Woman like, shall we? It's like, you know, they're about to like just lay into some parademons or into Steppenwolf or something. (laughs) So it's it's my second favorite two word line in the in this whole trailer. The first one being I'm rich and then this one being shall we like, let's go. (laughs) Oh, and then the the little it's interesting. They're cutting the and I'm not sure if you noticed this, but they're cutting the Justice League teaser uh, trailers a little bit like the Wonder Woman trailers where they make sure that they end on some lightness or right. something yeah. very up there's something very upbeat mm-hmm. and because we get our first glimpse of jk simmons as commissioner gordon mm-hmm. and it's that scene i think we talked about where like a gordon meets the justice
this league Mm -hmm. for the first time and you hear him deliver this great line. It's good to see you playing well with others again. (laughs) And I love it because that that connects back to character continuity. Right. That they're still acknowledging in Justice League that Batman went to a dark place Mm -hmm. and even Gordon realized it. Yeah. And I just love from that line all the story that all the questions that leaves unanswered. You know, he was he it basically implies he used to play with others quite well. And then he went through a period where he wasn't. So, like, what's the story behind all that? I mean, we, of course, we, we have our assumptions from what we saw in Batman v Superman. But, you know, what what were some of the other things that caused him to, you know, quit working with his team, you know, before that? So, again, it's just, you know, it's just it's it's this implied history that can be explored is is so exciting to me. Because, like, who who's the Bat family that we have? We right. assume we, we assume we have Dick. Mm-hmm. We definitely assume because of Batman v Superman, we have Jason. Mm-hmm. Which we Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, we, we we pretty much can strongly infer that we've got Jason. Right, right. But was there anyone after Jason? Yeah. Was there a Batgirl? Was there a was Batwoman? There a, yeah. Was there a Batwoman? Was there a Tim? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that's that he did play with others. Is Gordon just referring to Robin? Mm-hmm. Or is was there more? And so, like you said, it's like, ooh, it just opens up the doors for that 20 years that got skipped. Yeah. Well, and it all goes back to that little glimpse we saw in Batman v Superman. I, I really want to know why his mansion is seemingly destroyed or burnt down. Like, yes. what is the story there? I cannot wait to find out what they do with that. And then, of course, so right after this idea <laughs> that play well with others, you see Aquaman. We're assuming this is the first time that all the Justice League has, like, gotten together and, mm-hmm. like, seen each other. Like, because we know that Arthur met Bruce when Bruce went to the village. Right. So this is apparently the first time Arthur has seen Bruce as Batman. <laughs> and he walks up and just goes, dressed like a bat. I dig it. <laughs> and, he's, he's, and it's like he's almost sticking his hand into, like, if he had a belt. It's like he's, like, doing that. And then Batman just looks at Gordon and goes, maybe temporary. <laughs> uh, which which there was some controversy on Twitter. He, he still has the voice modulator on. Yeah, it's just not, it's not turned to a 10. That's the difference. Yeah, because some people were thinking he doesn't have the modulator on, which means that, that con- some people were thinking that confirms that Gordon knows who Batman is. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm not saying Gordon doesn't know. I mean, it's quite possible that we have a Gordon who knows. Yeah, I've always believed that Gordon knows. I, I've yeah, always believed I, that Gordon knows who Batman is, and I've always believed that Perry White knows who Superman is. Yeah, we've had this conversation yes. many moons ago. Yeah. So, but for new listeners, we have talked about this. Um, I, t- I, I definitely buy Gordon knows who who Batman is. Yeah. But the modulator is on, mm-hmm. and then oh, what a way to end! The, what a way to what a way to end this trailer. Yeah. Uh, basically, what, what's being called Aquabats, Aquaman standing on top of the Batmobile, and so rock and roll. This is why I'm loving the white stripes and the come together. But you just hear Momoa go, yeah. <laughs> as, as he is like surfing on the Batmobile, right as a trio of parademons come flying in, and he just jumps off the Batmobile to just like enfold himself in these parademons. Yeah. And that's the end of the trailer. Yeah. I mean, this thing is just so rock and roll. I am loving it. And I know, and I know that this is going to be the bane, the, the word, but yes, this trailer is fun. Well, it's fun because we finally see all these characters together that we've been living our whole lives waiting to see on the big screen. Yeah. That's why it's and fun. That's why it's fun. And and there are, and someone else said this on Twitter. I think it was uh, Pud3033. And I agree with him. They're, they look like they're enjoying being heroes. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, yes, but but I also feel like we can do that now because it's been earned. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like th- they're honoring Superman's sacrifice by becoming the Justice League, plus the fact we got a giant alien invasion coming. Mm-hmm. So this, once again, we, we've we made the comments about how we knew this was coming, but it's, but it's still great to see it now that it's here. Right, definitely. Which is, which is why when we get Superman 
Superman's inevitable return, I am hoping that we do get a more uh, classic Superman, mm-hmm. like like Superman who was embraced because he embraced the hero when he sacrificed himself to kill Doomsday. You know, d- no, the, he'll come back and he'll be a hero. The public will be behind him. He'll have the Justice League there. And, and I feel like that there, that there is this shift while it's been planned, but I'm glad to see it's coming. Well, and this is the thing, too, that people don't kind of fail to realize about the story of Superman, you know, Superman's arc right now. You know, he never had anybody like him. You know, it, he just basically had his family and then he lost his father. And so he didn't have like anybody that he could even remotely relate to in terms of like having these incredible powers and and knowing these crazy things about, you know, aliens from another world and him being part of one. It's it's now that when he comes back, he's going to have like his he's going to have true peers now. And that's going to be transformative to Superman as a character. He's finally kind of got this, I don't know, like a peer group, a support group. He's he's got like people that can understand him now. He's got friends. He's got friends. Yeah, he's he's got friends and, and friends who came together because of him. Right. That, right. that were inspired by his sacrifice. So that was a great trailer. I like I I, w- I thought it was going to be good. I thought I was going to really enjoy it. I did not expect uh, I would enjoy it as much as I did here. And I'm really I, I was just I, I don't know. I, I, I've watched trailers like when I see the first trailer, I've typically will watch a trailer maybe about three or four or five times. Maybe I think I've watched this one about 10 times in a row. <laughs> no, it's been more. It's been more than that for me. I, I've lost count how many times I've watched yeah. the trailer. Yes. I mean, it was just that much fun watching it. Like I, I just really enjoyed it. And, and to me, it just kind of really goes back to, you know, seeing all these characters that I've just loved all these years, you know, finally together. It's just it's the first real tease that we actually got to see of, of all these characters in action together working as a team. And it was just it was just so it was like a dream come true for me anyway. I really do feel like Momoa's Aquaman is going to be a breakout of this movie. I really do. I mean, it, especially especially the way he gets he gets it, the, the way that Barry got the great stuff in the Comic-Con preview. Uh, Arthur gets those shining moments in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like all three characters, the, you know, we'll call them more of the minor characters. I think they're all going to have a really good chance to kind of stand out. But I, I think Momo is going to be especially popular. Well, and, and he's and he's got and he's got the fan following behind him. He's like, got the fan he, following he, for sure. He's yeah. bringing fans to this movie. I would not be at all surprised that people come see Justice League who maybe haven't seen Man of Steel or BVS or Suicide Squad mm-hmm. because I feel like Momoa's got a fan base from Stargate Atlantis and Game of Thrones that will follow him to this movie. True, definitely. Yeah, I mean Ezra looks like Ezra Miller looks like he's going to be a ton of fun to watch. You know, just his uh, very kind of down to earth, uh, just in awe being around these other guys and just taking in the moment and and just smiling from ear to ear. I mean, it's that's just a character that is going to really stand out as well. And I kind of feel like Cyborg is just going to be a lot of fun to watch. He just that little bit that we had in this trailer, I just felt like he really kind of nailed his lines. You know, the couple, the one line that we had, especially, you know, uh, it just really felt in place to me. Like it didn't, he felt completely like he belonged there. And so I, I think he may have the potential to kind of stand out too, especially if they kind of act on like a budding friendship between him and Barry Allen as well. You know, there could be a really great dynamic there. Okay. So we also got some posters, lots of posters. Well, let's, 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 so let's talk about the teaser clips and the little uh, scenes that we saw in those that did not make it into the trailer now. Okay, because we, we, we hit on some of them while we were talking about the trailer itself, so... Well, so the little Batman teaser, we got this iconic shot of him standing on what looks like a gargoyle. Would you still consider it a gargoyle? Um, Gargoyle-ish, right? It, 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 it functions... It, it's a sculpture that functions like a gargoyle, but it's like death. Right. It's, it's right. not a gargoyle creature, but yet no. it's a... But it's obviously a functioning as a gargoyle on a building. And, right. of course, it's Batman looking like a boss. Yeah. Standing 
standing on top of that sucker, cape waving in the air, lightning in the background. It's it's a Batman shot. It's a Batman money shot. So that was a great shot. I mean, just pulled straight from the comics. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of images put together very similar to it. Uh, in the Aquaman one, we got an image of Batman tossing Arthur his trident. That did not make its way into the trailer. No, it did not. Oh, oh you also missed on, on the Batman teaser. There's also Commissioner Gordon firing up the bat signal, right, which yeah. didn't make it. And yeah. that's that photo. It That was the live action of the photo that Zach tweeted out on Batman Day. Right. Yeah, that is. Yep. Uh, in the Flash teaser, we had a flyby of the costume, kind of a close-up view of the costume. And that one was the one that I was saying did not appear in the U.S. trailer. It was in the U.K. teaser trailer. It showed it. But the U.S. one did not that show was, that. No, the U.S. one had that one. Are you sure about that? Because Yeah, I, I am. I'm okay. I'm sure. I remember seeing it. Yeah, the U.S. Okay. had that. Okay. Because I, it's also it, it's also his costume on the dummy. I think that's when like Bruce is in his apartment and, he, and Bruce is looking at the costume. Yeah, okay. So a real close flyby view of the costume, which is really cool. And then we actually had another one, which is a, a really neat shot of him about ready to depart the Flying Fox. And he kind of does this. I, I, I couldn't remember what to call this. Is it like a samurai bow or a... See, I thought it was like yoga. Is it I, yoga? I, okay. It looked very yoga to me. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where it came. You know, I've seen it obviously in culture. I just don't know what the origin is. <laughs> so, But he does this like little bow before he's about ready to take off. So that was a cool little scene of him. So that was not in the trailer. But if you look at the little teaser, you'll see that. Uh, again, we alluded to the one with one woman uh, working on some kind of statue in the museum. We also got a nice image of her walking up to the flying fox in this giant hangar. And it's a view that we didn't see in the trailer as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's a behind the shield shot that's from the Comic-Con teaser mm-hmm. yep. that wasn't in the well, that wasn't in this trailer. All right. And the clanging gauntlets that was in the Comic-Con, but was not in this yeah. trailer. And then uh, Cyborg in his little trailer, we saw him basically turning his forearms into some types of weapons. And he, he did this little cocking motion of the weapon. Yeah, because because it shows because unlike Cyborg, because he already had like the white noise cannon going mm-hmm. on his left arm. But this was and, and that was blue. But then he's turning his right arm into something and it's glowing red. All right. So that one was pretty cool. And then we saw a better shot of him blasting away this falling debris that was falling down. And it looked like some workers somewhere. And you get a good shot of him standing in his doorway, just basically saving those workers from being, uh, you know, having stuff fall on them. Yeah, that was and that was him using his white noise cannon or sonic cannon or yeah. if you want to whichever whichever one you want to call it. Right. So that was in the trailer, but not not to the extent that you actually saw in this teaser trailer. You get a much better view of it. So so anyway, um, they're all definitely worth going to watch. But man, I'll tell you what, a, what a last couple days. I know. Okay, posters. Yes. Uh, this first teaser poster was released by Zach on Vero, mm-hmm. and I didn't really speak to me. Uh, it's just the it's just the Justice League badge. Um, I just look at that as just purely a teaser tr- poster. Yeah. That's all it it's is. It's a teaser. But it starts this sort of, is it a sh- falling star? Is it a rising sun? It There's this image that plays through all the character teaser posters. And I don't know if it's a falling star or if it's like the sun, it's like the dawning sun. Yeah. Is it a boom tube? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, because you see it, because you, you kind of get the rising sun motif on every single one of the character posters because they got Aquaman, you got Batman with this weird silver bat. I'm not against it. It's just something I'm not used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious why that choice. Well, I could tell you why. Uh, it's, you know, this is Batman. You're going to market the hell out of Batman here. And this is going to allow them to highlight that symbol a little bit better. So you think that this symbol isn't actually in the movie or do you think it is in the movie or is it just on this poster? Um, I think it could very well be in the movie as well. But I, I think certainly in the marketing materials, that's They're going to do whatever they can to make that stand out a little better. Right. But I, I okay. think I think it's a smart marketing play anyway, because if you look at the Aquaman one where he's in his full armor, and by the way, 
that's the first view we really get of him in his full armor, which just looks amazing. Uh, but you you definitely get the little A symbol for Aquaman really stand out. So I, I think they're really trying to highlight these, uh, you know, these little logos. logos and all that that they're going to use in all the marketing. Because if you look at the Flash one as well, they make the lightning bolt really jump out at you. Yeah, which the lightning bolt does not jump out that much like in the actual footage. Yep. And uh, well, same thing with Wonder Woman. You see the little W oh, on that belt. Wonder Woman yeah. poster is my favorite. Yeah. I love that Wonder Woman poster. Yeah, so that one's great. And then, of course, with Cyborg, he doesn't really have like the little C, but definitely they make that that kind of red light really jump out at you as well. Actually, he does. He does have the is C. It? Oh, yeah. If you, I guess, yeah, if you zoom in, it is actually if there. If you zoom in. And he had the C logo on his character teaser trailer. Yeah. But yet, if you look really closely, it's yep, there. It is. You're right. It's there. Yeah, I just zoomed in and saw it. So that one looks really cool. And then we get one that has all five of the members of Just League. And this is the one that's the wallpaper on my iPad right now. Oh, that one is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a that that's some sweet marketing. Mm-hmm. That is some sweet marketing. And I just, I love the idea that they are holding off on Superman and all of this. And, and the seventh member, whoever that is. Because they keep using the same phrase, unite. If you remember, the very first picture we ever saw of Aquaman that Zach had tweeted out was a picture of Jason Momoa's Aquaman and had the words, unite the seven on it. And again, so now we're getting this whole idea of unite. So I think it's, we're very much going to see the seventh member of the Justice League in this film. All right, so one other thing that came along with these posters, we actually have the website now for the film. It's called UniteTheLeague.com. So it's www.UniteTheLeague.com. And I wasn't able to do anything real effectively with my phone, so I haven't had a chance to play around with it. But apparently you can create uh, some kind of avatar along the lines of the theme that they have from these posters. And so I haven't been able to do it yet. I don't. Have you had a chance to jump on there? Yes, I did. Basically what happens is that it's basically just a filter for a photo. Yeah, you put a photo in, you choose which hero you want, and then it puts their logo on top of your photo and then put some sort of video effect over the photo. Okay. So like if you get Batman, there's like ashes. If you get Flash, just lightning crackling all on your photo. It's, you know, okay. it's, it's just cool. a little something. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'll definitely check that out probably tomorrow. I'll have some time to play around with it. So I guess the last thing we want to talk about today, Scott, we got that USA Today article. And in it, we have an interview with Zack Snyder. And you actually have had a chance to read this. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. So I wonder if you can kind of run through this. Yeah, well, I mean, it, the big thing, there's a couple things. One, Snyder does talk about that, the fact that Justice League will be a continuation of Batman's character arc. Because uh, Snyder says, quote, he's been a loner for certain, for certainly his crime-fighting career, maybe with the exception of Robin. When we meet him in BVS, he's definitely at this low point of isolation. That was always our intention, that Justice League would be this continuation for Batman to evolve into a more complete hero. So that quote actually makes me think that maybe the only people he ever worked with before was Robin. I don't know. I mean, it just, yeah, it, yeah, because he says with the exception of Robin. So mm-hmm. may, yeah. maybe they're saying that there's only been Robins. I mean, of course, this story could be taken elsewhere. I mean, you know, this could, the story can be expanded by, you know, Reeves when he takes over, over the Batman arc. You know, maybe they end up exploring a larger team. Yeah. And then, and then he, you know, the great question about Superman, you know, because, oh, the interviewer does ask about, you know, the death scene at the end of BVS. And Snyder says, it's hard to have a Justice League without Superman. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, it was always a super intriguing concept to me to have this opportunity to have him make that sacrifice, but also have him be this in a weird sort of way, the why of the Justice League. What do you do now with him? What does this, what does the team think? What does the world need? All that comes into play. It's fun for us, but it'll be interesting for audiences what we do with him. Nice. So, okay. you know, we know Superman's coming back, So, but Snyder is playing it very close to the vest as to yeah. what they're doing with Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So, I a great first official trailer. I just really, really enjoyed this thing. And I would assume we're probably going to get about two more. Yeah, that's been on average. Like, we got, we got three for Wonder 
woman. And if we don't count the Comic-Con, if we just take Comic-Con out and say that that was a tease, yeah, we should get about two more official trailers between now and November. So, and I guess my hope on this and my ask is that, you know, whatever we do here, I, I hope that they kind of continue to not show a whole lot of the Superman arc. Now, I know that's going to be tough because Superman is a selling point. Maybe not as much as Batman, but you do want people to know that Superman's going to be in this film. I just hope they don't show too much because I, I kind of feel like this is going to be one of the most compelling things that happen in this film is how does he come back and what is... How does he come back? Yeah. And what is he when he comes back? Right, because we you've already got the trolls on the internet already going, well, where's Superman? And I want to go, well, he's dead. That's why you're not seeing him yet. And, you know, you've got the general audience who might not remember it or might not think about the fact that, of course, Superman's going to come back to life. And you got the comic book nerds going, well, of course he's coming back to life. And we're just curious, how's that going to happen? So, but I agree with you. I, I, I They need to hint at Superman so people can't gripe about, why is there no Superman in this movie? But yet, you're right. It needs to be a triumphant return. Yeah. It needs to be a big moment. It, that needs to be the climax of the movie is Superman's back. Yeah. And that's probably one of the biggest, you know, complaints. And I think we would probably share it as well with Batman v Superman. We kind of felt like the whole doomsday sequence would have just been better if they just had not shown it in the marketing materials. I agree. Yeah, I and maybe their agree. hand was forced. Maybe the information was out there. I don't know. Because even the information that made us think we had Doomsday ended up being completely BS anyway. But I feel like the Wonder Woman trailers have been a much better marketing job than BVS. So I feel like lessons were learned and they've been successful with Wonder Woman. So my hope is that they'll continue to be, continue to be successful with Justice League. Okay. Well, hey, man, I think we need to go ahead and call this one a night because I still need to produce this. <laughs> really? You know, you know, we got other news. You know, we, we could talk about some news. You know, you can't. We could. This could be more than just a trailer review. You know, let's you, let's bump some of the bigger news to next week. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, the, see, people, Tim doesn't care about. It. He just feels like the news isn't that important. Just saying. When we get off here, what are you going to be doing the next three hours? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm just kidding. I know you, you are. Know. I know you are. I, you, can, you can go <laughs> yourself. <laughs> oh! Ooh, salty. Salty. All right. Well, cool, man. Yeah, let's go ahead and call this one a night because this is going to be a fun episode. I can't wait to get it out there and let everyone hear it. So, uh, guys, we have a review or two, I believe, that we would read off, but let's let's push it off to next week. Yeah, we're, we're just pushing a whole bunch of stuff. The next. Yeah, this is a reminder. If you guys feel like we deserve it, leave us a review on iTunes, a written review, and you automatically be entered into a giveaway that we have. Every 10 written reviews that we have that are positive, we will give away a DC trade paperback, $15 or less. So, And uh, as always, if you want to continue the discussion, talk about the trailer, uh, uh, you can reach us at Twitter, uh, at Suicide Squadcast. You can reach me individually at ScottDC27. And then you can reach me on Twitter at Alan Fire, and also you can reach a show at SuicideSquadcast at gmail.com and we respond or acknowledge or do something to all the tweets and emails that you send us. And then, you know, and don't forget, you can find us at www.SuicideSquadcast.com. That's our website for the entire network. You can go to our YouTube channel where actually you can see Chris from DC Comics Squadcast give a one-year retrospective of BVS and you can watch Jordan see the trailer for the first time live as it happened. And I think I, I gave that one kind of like an NC-17 rating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, watch the trailer. Go watch the trailer. You'll figure out why. Watch the trailer reaction. You will understand. <laughs> so, yeah. It, um, it's already our most watched video on YouTube. So. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. So, so great job by those guys. I, I They're doing a much better job than we ever probably will. <laughs> ever. And then, of course, Facebook. You can find all of the shows, all the network on Facebook. And we can and you, we can be reached at Facebook as well. It's Suicide Squadcast Network. So, so guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the trailer as much as we have. We will be back next week with the news that we didn't talk about this week and whatever news also drops over the course 
course of this coming week. So thank you so much. And Tim, what is it we like to remind our listeners? Guys, go out and keep reading DC. Bye, guys. Okay, Scott, now we've been doing this 94 different episodes now? Uh, more, because we have specials in there somewhere. Okay, so, uh, and and what's, okay, I produce the entire show, right? I mean, it's, yeah. It's a true statement, right? It's a true statement. Okay, yeah. well, what's what's the one thing I ask you to do? You ask me a lot of things. I don't know what you're talking about. This what, is what's, what's the one thing I ask you to do on your end? Talk. Hit the record button. Oh, crap. Oh, crap, Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, my audio stopped recording. Oh, really? Yeah, at 32 minutes, my audio stopped. Are you serious? I am serious. Any idea what happened? I think maybe uh, I, I, I I tapped the keyboard and uh, it must have automatically stopped the recording. I don't know why.